And hello and welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, website design and branding, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, custom CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. I got all the big words in, and not only will our host be happy, but our guest, because of today's topic, is very happy that I pronounced everything correctly. <laughs> the host of the show is Jennifer Roos with Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., and her guest today is Duffy Dixon. Thank you, Duffy, for coming on here today. Thank you for inviting me, Jennifer. This is great. So I want to give a little bit of background for our listeners who you are. So Duffy Dixon is actually a multiple Emmy award-winning journalist with 27 years of experience in television business, including 14 years as a news reporter with WXIA-TV 11 Alive in Atlanta. She's now engaged as a communications and media expert focused on helping businesses and individuals to exceed their potential in messaging, presenting, and networking. So she actually works with storytelling about multiple platforms, including Business Radio X, actually, and serves as the host of a weekly show called Leader Dialogue here on X. I do. I do. It's a great show, and it's it's a real departure for me. It's all about business and leadership and uh, empowering people from the top to the bottom. I'm really enjoying it. I'm learning a lot. Yeah, it's so much fun to actually talk to other business owners and, and see the different not just the different businesses and strategies and services and products they provide, but how they approach to different problems and solutions to running a business. And everyone is different. I mean, that's what I'm finding out. And I love to start with why they started their business. What was their passion behind it? And those stories are just fascinating. Yeah, and you know it's a good business person if they're passionate. If yes. they're there in for the money, it's they're never gonna succeed. It's just not gonna happen. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, those first couple of years, you don't make anything. Right. <laughs> so you better be passionate about something because right. <laughs> money's not going to be your. That is not, that's not going to be coming in right away. <laughs> not usually. I mean, so, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it happens. It's like the lottery. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> but, but don't, but don't bank on it. No, no pun intended. Do not bank on it. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's definitely to be an entrepreneur is to be a gambler. So it's a lot of fun. But uh, one of the things we want to talk about today is not just entrepreneurship, but for everything from small business to large companies and how they approach their media relations and speaking to the media. Because a lot of times people forget that it is a different animal. I mean, it, talking at a networking event is one thing. Learning your pitch is one thing. But sitting through an actual interview for television, radio, or any kind of print media is totally different. It really is. And what I've learned over the many years I've done this is it doesn't matter the size of a company. A lot of people have no concept of how the media develops their stories. Um, they have very little, uh, there's very, there's not a big process into what are they going after or what is, what is the message I want to send. Um, you know, you have one shot and mm -hmm. it is very different, as you said, than it used to be. It's a 24 seven news cycle. And whether you like that or not, that's the reality. The genie is out of the bottle. Social media, it's there. I, I, if you don't like it, y y you have to acknowledge it's going to be there. I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So businesses need to understand that. And media operates at such um, a faster pace mm -hmm. than most other things. So when the media calls, which you should just automatically, hopefully, they, they if they call, it's for a good story. Yeah. 
but shouldn't every company have a plan for when the media calls? They should. Um, what's funny is a lot of small businesses, because the first thing they think of is they're not going to call me. Uh, but that's not the reality. There could be something that happens in social media that they pick up on. It's some announcement that you made that fits into what they wanted to get out there. And they will call you. And when they call, you can't be like, well, I'll call you back. Because right. <laughs> guess what? They're not going to call you back. Right. That, that was really the first thing. I've done some media training, and, and, and I explained to them. I said, when we call, we mean we want to come over in the next half hour. Mm-hmm. Like, we operate on a daily schedule. These are not long-form programs that will air in two weeks. This is tonight's news or the, the news at noon. So be prepared. If someone calls, and you're right, if so, we need an expert. Like, I, I had a list of people mm-hmm. I could go to who were experts in their field, they knew that when I called them, they they have to, if they can, they've got to be available immediately. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I've been in a situation where I've had to turn down media because I was in with a client that I right. could not get out of. There was just no way around that. But I actually made that clear why I wasn't taking that call at that time uh, or that meeting at that time because I couldn't have them come in. Right. But for the most part, yeah, even when I'm with a client that I can just step away and say, hey, I need I need 15 minutes or I need a half hour to step away, I do it because that's what you have to do to take that call or to meet up with that person because that's the one shot. The only time that that's different, as you're aware, is when you're talking about print media. Right. Because then they can actually schedule a time with you. They'll do a phone interview. They'll do an in-person. But they have a leeway time of usually anywhere from 10 days to 45 days out because they're going to be the next issue. Exactly. So there's a little bit different. But those are longer stories. Exactly. And when <laughs> it's funny, we'll call and say, we're with, you know, we're with the TV news. And they'll say, well, can we do it over the phone? <laughs> We can, but <laughs> I'm in television, so I really would love to see your face. <laughs> exactly. that, that would make it a lot easier. Yeah, it's always fun, too, because, I mean, media relations, so, and I come from the old school of business, right? So we actually had to go through, we were required to go through media training. Right. And now it's not a requirement for most companies. Yeah, I worked for a lot of large companies, and we were always the possibility, especially at conventions and events and things like that, if we were in person, we we knew we were going to eventually run into the media because of the company I worked for. And I think nowadays it's even more important, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't even call it media training. You know, everyone has a cell phone, mm-hmm. and you need to assume anyone can be recording at any time. So that really, whether, again, whether you like that or not, that is the reality. So it could be you're in an event and someone is, you know, whether you know they have their phone mm-hmm. or they come up to you and ask a question. It's just, you know, know your audience, but be comfortable. When that happens, how do you handle it? And you want to mm-hmm. make sure you're the one in control of the situation and not in a hostile way, but you, you never want to be caught off guard. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's even more than that. I, right down to the training that I even give to my, my employees as well as my clients when I talk about even their networking or their branding or talking about going to an event or going in front of the press. I mean, there's nuances like, what are you wearing? Absolutely. I, I mean, if you are there, and, and that's why with my staff, right, any event that they go to, ironically, I actually give the men purple ties. And they're in suits, so they're all in the purple tie with the suits. There you go. Uh, the women are all in, in black, gray, and purple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're branded to my company. Right. So the minute they walk into a room, that's all part of that media. Right. It's or the that visual. That it's visual. the message. 
and one of the things I learned a long time ago, and it's, it's really funny, but you don't wear certain things because they wash you out on camera. Yes. You don't wear... <laughs> don't wear bright patterns. No, do not wear bright Don't patterns. wear white. Yes. You will look ginormous, and it's... it's it's the Cameras have come a long way. It used to be that if you wore stripes, it would make the camera absolutely... Abs- it was fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, fuzzy. It would actually... It would look sort of like a zebra moving. Um, there were very strict instructions when I started out, mm-hmm. when I was anchoring and things of what you could wear, what you couldn't wear. It's lightened up a bit. And you don't necessarily have to wear a suit all the time anymore. But, yeah, colors are a big thing. Mm-hmm. And like it or not, you, you need to know, especially with HGTV, you need to know a little bit about makeup. And oh, hair. yeah. And <laughs> again, you see you have every one, pore. Yes, and you have one chance to make to make a good impression. And here's the, the little-known secret about HGTV. You, HGTV. <laughs> HD. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. <laughs> um more makeup is not necessarily a good thing. No. At all. Because we used to wear a ton of makeup because the cameras needed that. They didn't pick up definition. and Well, that and they also had the lighting reflection. So you had the problem of always having that sheer shine going on right. otherwise. But when HD came around, all the makeup artists had to lighten up a lot of what they did we looked like vampires the first couple times out <laughs> i know they that was the complaint i think what a, a lot of the actors and actresses right because they started to look like they were caked on right right <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing myself and i th- thought okay i can lighten that up a little <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, it's funny because it, it's different things you know some things are really simple that people don't realize that you should do right on an interview you should be dressed a certain way if you're dressed in your pajamas let's face it just like if you're talking to a client and you're dressed in your pajamas you're going to sound like you're dressed in your pajamas right and you don't want to be right uh sitting a certain way being in a room that's quiet making sure that it, but i mean more importantly when you're talking to somebody in the media you and i both know you got to state a point yes you have uh, this is another thing people don't seem to understand an interview may last, I mean, not mine, we're usually five to ten minutes maximum, because I'm listening for the for what I want to hear to put in the story, but your soundbite, which is mm-hmm. the part I use where you're talking, five, 10 to 15 seconds. It used to be 30 seconds, but now it can be even shorter. So you need to be on message, and you need to keep to your message. Now, that being said, answer the question, too. Yes. A lot of people are so on message that I'll say, you know, this... How, how blue is the sky? Well, what I want to talk about, you know, you have to answer. It, it's great to listen to the question, but yeah, you, you want to stay on message and you want to get, you want to practice getting your point out in 15, 20 seconds. Oh yeah. It's about the soundbite mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, whether it's print, radio, television, whatever it is, it's that little soundbite. That's actually what they're going to use. And it, you know, some people are big ums and ahs. They're slow talkers. I'm a fast talker. So that can be a problem too. But people need to practice, and it's something mm-hmm. that you will not, you know, we know 30 seconds in our head because we've done it before, but people need to practice that. Oh, yeah. I'm a proponent for sending people to Toastmasters. Yes. Just send them out there, and because in the room, you know, they're sending the whole time going, counting your ums and likes. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and and, and as and Yes. I mean, they, and they're actually sitting there going through and making them stand up in speech. And so I I like Toastmasters as a way to do that. But, yeah, I mean, one of the big things that they used to have us do is film ourselves. Oh, yeah. I I always make people do this. So filming yourselves, going in front of a – also going in front of – just in front of a mirror. Yes. Because it's very funny because things like where you hold your hands, how you move, how you talk, what expressions you have. 
I, and practice keeping eye contact. Mm -hmm. And if you can, looking in the mirror, it's very disconcerting. <laughs> You'll start figuring out too if your mouth, like I'm a sideways talker. <laughs> I found this out. I found this out the hard way after being a journalist. But you have to practice, especially if you're an anchor, you need to get in front of the mirror and practice looking at what your face looks like when you talk. Yeah. It's, 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 it's mind-blowing. And for young journalists, what I would say is, it used to be the New York Times, find the hardest thing to read, which mm -hmm. print media is not written like broadcast media. But I would say get the New York Times uh, and stand in front of the mirror and read it. Mm -hmm. And I said, and read it as though you are broadcasting it. And it's hard to do, and you have to, you have to, you can't be monotone, but it's a great way to practice. And that can be said for anything. Exactly. The other thing is, and we were talking about this ironically before that we sat down to this, is scripting. Okay, there is a difference between doing research and understanding a topic and knowing your topic and writing every word down and reading off a piece of paper. Trust me, that is not a good idea. Think about every time you've heard a public speaker, lately especially. Mm -hmm. The scripted, even if you have a teleprompter, it does not work. I mean, unless you're a, an elected official and you really have to stay on you know, your message, you are so much better off, as you said, researching and then realize questions are asked with who, what, why, where, when, how. Mm -hmm. Be able to answer those questions and talk as a human being. Yeah, it's and a conversation. And especially if it's your business, you know about it. Mm -hmm. it this, some, something should not uh, you know, throw you off guard. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people would ask me in the media, can I have a list of questions? <laughs> well, number one, I don't have time to come up with my questions. But I can guarantee they're going to be who, what, why, where, when, how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, d I get the same thing. And, it, and it's funny because I run my show. And, and one of the things Mike can attest to is that I do unscripted. Yeah. On purpose. I will, I'll reach out to the person generally if I have enough time to do so, but I'll literally get the speaker the night before the day of and, and work out the entire show when I'm sitting there. And don't get me wrong. I do the research on whatever subject right. we're doing and so I can talk about it. But most of the time it's about business or marketing or public relations or, or something about entrepreneurship. Those are things I know those that, you know, I live that life. Right. And I think too, what people don't, fail to, to, to recognize, you know, storytelling. We, mm -hmm. we use that a lot. That's a big buzzword now. That's something we always used in television news. But people connect to people. Mm -hmm. Your best stories are about a person, not the issue. You can talk about an issue, but people connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so if you're reading a prepared script, I'm not getting any sense of you. Nope. Now, if you need notes, which some people do, uh, when I would do live shots, I would uh, put down keywords. I called them buzzwords. So I'd have a piece of paper and write really big because you know you have to look down and um, and it would say if it was a fire, it would say uh, we would say 23 residents. So that keys my brain to say 23 residents are out mm -hmm. of their homes right now. Um, th you know three and or like three fire three different fire departments showed up. I mean just little key phrases and you don't write out you don't. A lot of people, even in news, try to script what they're going to say in their live shots. Don't do that. No. Just put down a couple of keywords. Your brain is smart enough when you see 23 residents, my brain knows to say 23 people are homeless. Yeah. I mean, that, that's you're going to be able to fill in the other words around it. Yeah, no. and I know. And one of the other things that I always found really interesting, especially with the whole scripting thing, is that you are scripting for something you don't know what's actually going to be asked. Yes. 
So, and that is, people pick up on that. I'm telling you, I've asked people questions and their answer has nothing to do with what I just asked them. And you miss some of the best things are things mm -hmm. that aren't scripted. When someone starts to tell the story, you've asked them a question, how did this happen? And they will drop a little, if you're not, it's, it's important to listen, listen as it is to talk because they'll drop some little nugget, something like, well, when I, since I had to go pick up my grandmother and you're like, wait a minute, I'm sorry. What? And, and, and then you find this whole other great part of the story. Mm -hmm. But had I not been listening, and you know, a lot of interviewers are just as bad at this. They have their in their mind their next question. Mm -hmm. And this happens a lot in, if you see group um, press conferences. Yes, I have. It dry, yeah, it drives me <laughs> crazy. Um, but you'll be in the group, and you know, you take turns asking questions. And some people are so hung up on what their next question is going to be. I'm going to ask the important question. I'm going to hear my own voice. They end up asking something that, that's already been asked. I know. Or an answered. It's it's it and imagine for the person being interviewed. Yeah. How, and you see it on their face. Uh, I just didn't I that. just say that? <laughs> or me, was it, let me reiterate. <laughs> I know that I, that's when they do the reiterate or yeah. uh, let me let me rephrase. <laughs> As I was saying. Say, <laughs> that's my favorite. Say. As I was saying, let me let's be nice about not saying let me repeat this for you now. Right. <laughs> but it's so important and this can be this can go across um, any platform. Mm -hmm. You have Communication is a two-way thing. Mm -hmm. You have to listen and respond. And the more you do that, the shorter your answer, the more on point it is, and you get you get your message out there. And the other thing is don't lie. Oh, oh yeah. if you do not know the answer for something, <laughs> then just say, you know, I might have to get back to you on this. That's a great that's a great question. I actually would love to look into that more and get back, back to, you. to you. And when you say that, you need to get back to them. Oh, yes. Without question. But don't turn around and start coming up with something else or, or answering it a different way. No. Just don't. Just don't. Here's the other thing. If I call you, and chances are, if you're if you're getting a call from a television news reporter, um, hopefully they have the decency to call you early in the day. Sometimes that's not going to happen. Oh, no. I, and be careful, too, because I, I was interviewed by NPR mm -hmm. at 530 in the morning for the because I was living on the West Coast. Yeah. And they did not realize I was West Coast at the time. Oh, and because their show, you know, it starts at 830 in the morning for the, the start of the bell for the stock market. So I was asleep when they called. Oh, dear. <laughs> and they were like, well, we were going to be live in five minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm going to need coffee. Can I call you back? I yeah. was like, okay, give me a minute. <laughs> and it's like. Right. But, you all, you know, they have to be cognizant, too. They of, do. Of the fact that you're not all in the same place. <laughs> they do. And, and, and I think sometimes the media does not do a good job in realizing that, as we just started off talking, you have clients. Mm -hmm. You have a life. You have things to do. I should not assume that when I call, you're going to jump. And what's funny is I usually had bosses who would say, what do you mean? What do you mean they can't do it? What do you, what do you mean they, they're going to call you back? People have lives. You mm -hmm. have to be aware of that. So if I was going to have to get a, a comment from a company, we were doing a story, and they had a right for their a company, a person. You know, they have the right to, to voice their side of the story as well. Correct. You want to try to call as early as you can. And you need to make a concerted effort. That doesn't mean one call and a voice message. Mm -hmm. You know, you have social media now. I would be reaching out on Twitter, Facebook messaging, um, if you need to go in person and knock on the door. So on the flip side of that, if you are the business or the person in question, it is no longer okay to say no comment. I know. Or lose your cool and slam the door because even if that's just a gut reaction and you mean nothing by that, think of the optics of that. Mm -hmm. 
So there is a very easy way to handle the no comment without saying no comment. You say, we are aware of the situation because of legal issues. We cannot go into it further right now, but I assure you we are handling it. And as soon as we can share more information with you, we will. Mm -hmm. And then you have to follow up with more information. Here's the thing, in the absence of information, it doesn't take the media long to start looking in other areas for their so-called information. That could be mm -hmm. your neighbor business next door. That could be your old babysitter. That could, I mean, you, they're gonna keep going till they get, so you need you need to address it. Yeah, everything has to address it. And, and it's not just media. I mean, because of how social it is and how easy it is to find things on the internet. If someone, it's reputation management in yes. general. Yes. And anybody who writes a testimonial for you, whether it's good or bad, you need to address both sides of it, you good do. or bad, because everyone in the world can see it. Yeah, and you know, the, th the, the, the downside about social media, and I think this is not something new, we've seen this all along, but it can go bad quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, Twitter is one of those things that I don't recommend all businesses are on it because if you don't have someone to manage it and keep an eye on it all day long, I mean, Facebook, I would say that for that too, or Instagram, you really need someone who's monitoring those platforms because it can take one person who has a bad steak at a restaurant to mm -hmm. launch a horrible tirade against your business. And by the time you even get wind of it, it's already taken off. Oh, yeah. A and it can be as easy as just saying, I'm so sorry that happened to you. We are going to. And how to address it. How can we help you? Please mm -hmm. tell us how we can contact you. And you just have to handle it. But if you aren't monitoring it, and a lot of small businesses don't have the money to hire someone to do mm -hmm. that, so pick and choose what platforms you're gonna use because they may not, They if, if you don't have the people to back it up, you're just setting yourself up for possible problems. And to kind of piggyback on that, right? Picking and choosing, figure out who your target market is, please. Your please audience. figure out who your who audience are, is. Who are you talking to? Who are you really talking to? And out of that audience, what are they paying attention to? And utilize those social media sites, those offline media sites, those online media sites, whatever it is. But if you're not talking to who your audience is, it doesn't matter what you say, because all you're doing, you're going to have no conversion. There's no return on the investment that you're putting into right. the time you're spending. And remember that if even if you're running your own social media or your own media relations, your own public relations, it's money because it's your time. Your time is worth money. Yes. It's taking away from you bringing on new clients. It's taking away from you talking or doing your work or or networking or doing some other facet that does generate income. And it takes time. I mean, we yeah. all talk about the internet being a time sucker, you know? Oh, totally. You, you, go, you go to check some statuses, it's like an hour goes by. Um, and I would say too, it can work against you. A lot of people think, let's just throw more stuff out there and you know, just the more is better, more is better. It's not. It's not, and because people, people's time is valuable on, on the consumer's end, it's not enough to say, you know, hey, hire us because we're so great. And then three minutes later, we're so great, so you should hire us. I mean, my my idea with companies is you need to provide some sort of content. Mm -hmm. There has to be a reason. Um, now that could be, we, hey, we have a blog, we go in depth into something. So you would put out on social media if you wanna learn more or here are five tips. But I feel like you need to provide some sort of 
content with that. Not just it's not just advertising, throwing it out there because all you're going to do is annoy people. That why do you keep bugging me? Well, I mean the biggest thing, right? In any sales, or because at the end of the day, media relations, public relations, whatever, investor relations, branding, marketing in general, it's all sales. Yes, right? it's the pitch, yes. and the pitch has to meet certain criteria. And for one to be effective, you have to meet the needs of the client. So you have to address those <laughs> needs. Right. And the best way to do that in any kind of thing that you're putting out in social media is through the content addressing those needs, whether you're doing it to build credibility for yourself by providing some kind of insight into how to meet those needs, or if you're doing something to provide them with the tips to fix something or to do something, or even how to utilize something better. Right. But it is showing that you're meeting the need of that potential target market. Right. There has to be some value in it for yeah. them. It's a value proposition that you're providing. Right. And if you can't provide that value proposition, no one is going to read it. <laughs> no. And if they read enough things that they feel like they're being robbed of any content, they'll just stop. They'll oh, just yeah. Stop it's called engaging. unfollow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's called unfollow. Well, what's the other word? I just read about it. It's called the it's in social media. It's called the the drop factor. Yes. The, oh, it's the best word, and it's horrible. It's like the dead zone. <laughs> I mean, like, once you're in the dead zone, you never get out. You, you lose them forever. It's true, though, but it's true in anything, right? right. It, even when we didn't have social media. You're right. If you lose interest, you lose interest. And I think, you know, the old, the old adage of advertising was like, tell them, tell them, and tell them again. You know, the annoying commercial, and it used to be that people would say, the minute you start annoying them, they're going to remember it. Mm -hmm. I think in social media, you need to think long and hard about that. <laughs> it's different. Well, I mean, social media became its own animal. Yeah. Right. Because people put tirades and they put, they go into things that they, a lot of times don't even know what they're talking about. Yes. Very honestly. <laughs> um, and it, but they go into this and it's all opinion based. There's no yes. actual fact behind a lot of what happens there now. Right. And so you have to be very careful to be able to put the facts of why things are and why you should be utilizing those things rather than all opinion based. Right. Well, I could say that about a lot of platforms of media now. <laughs> well, no, no, that's because, true. Because I, again, am old school. So mm -hmm. it was let's find all the facts, mm -hmm. all the sides of a story. I'm going to put it out there and I trust you to decide what you think. I know, and that's the other thing that you have to be really careful with now. In the past, we had time to go back and they would fact check the interviews prior to airing and or putting it into print. Yes. That's not always the case anymore. So you have one shot in telling these people what, you, and you have to be very, very concise about what you tell people and make sure it's not misconstrued. Exactly. Because they will take the meaning of rather than the content actually stated. Right. And that's, again, why it's so important to get your message down in a short. Mm -hmm. it, and it could be, you know, multiple things you want to say. But you've got to get that out there in 15 to 20 seconds. Because if you go on for a minute and they take the first 15, you may lose what the meaning what they, was. What they really meant. Yeah. Because you got to be really careful. Because they're in print, they still do send back some of the time. Not all the time. Some of the time they will send back for fact checking. Right. But not all the time. No. And so you have to be really careful. And because a lot of times, especially, I mean, in, in radio and television, radio depends on the, the size of the interview. Mm -hmm. But if you're in a podcast, that's one thing. They can go back and fix that. Right. You're on live radio. You're done. It's oh, it. You got one shot and it's it's everyone has heard it that time. That's right. And, <laughs> and television and what no, mm -hmm. you know, everyone needs to remember everything is archived. Mm -hmm. So I love it when and this is, you know, this is happens more and more but you'll have a politician say something 
and I guess they just assume no one would go back and listen again. But you can find people who just flip flop on all sorts of stuff. It's like you know, we're ge- we're, we're gonna go back to that. Oh yeah. There's always someone who says, "Didn't they say?" You know, you just you. That's why it's so important on the front end to have a message. And as you said, it's got to be a real message. Mm-hmm. You got to know your stuff, stick to your topics. And when and if you don't know something, you're right. Just Say, so, I, you I'll know? look into that further. That is not that is not a sign of weakness. That's actually a sign of intelligence. Exactly. I mean, nobody knows everything. It's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> that would be exhausting. It really would. <laughs> but Jeopardy would be just so not fun. I, know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like watching Jeopardy. If you're really smart at the lower end of the scale on the you know the dollar amounts, and they get up there and I yeah, just, I just end up feeling dumb. <laughs> I'm gonna go for like Trivial Pursuit, the '80s and '90s. <laughs> no, that's fun. I love, but but yeah, you just have to be really careful when you're talking to the, the media. But it, not just the media, your clients, any vendor that you have, you got to make sure that your message is on point. You got to make sure that you're consistent, that you understand what your products and services actually do, that you don't fabricate what it is you're providing that you stay on that message and if you don't know something whether it's to a media to your vendor to a client you tell them you will get back to them you will look into it for them but don't tell them something that you can't actually provide right and i would say this sounds really scary maybe for business owners but you can also use the media Mm -hmm. okay it's a two-way street if you're doing something great in the community or you've got a story to tell have relationships with people in media. It may be that they want to do a story about it. It yeah. can be a two-way street. Use the media. Don't don't just let them use you. No, and, and the, that's really important, too, because the reality is that part of your marketing strategy is to use the media properly. Mm-hmm. And the media needs you. Yes. Because they can't always come up with that story last minute either. No, and they need to fill that spot. It's called Feed the Beast. Yes. And every day we need to fill a certain news hole. And we may start out with great ideas of what we want to do, but things fall through. And oh, it's yeah. great to know you have a story in your back pocket. We call them evergreen stories mm-hmm. that we can't do it today. But guess what? I'm going to call you Thursday. And if you're ready to go, you're going to make it on TV. Exactly. So utilize the media, but understand how to properly utilize the media. Yes. The answer is? Your time is up. <laughs> the question Thanks, is, Alex. how much time is left? <laughs> yes, I want to thank you, Jennifer, and thank you, Duffy. Duffy, for those companies out there that would like to maybe talk to you about some media training, best way to reach you? Absolutely, DuffyDixon.com. There's a form there. If you want to fill it out, I'll get back with you. Um, I'm also on Twitter, Duffy Dixon, and uh, I Facebook as well. I would love to reach out to companies big and small. All right, this has been Strategics Insights Radio on Business Radio X, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. To find out more about Sterling Rose Consulting Corp, contact them at 678-996-1312 or visit sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. 